Amen. Hallelujah. You ready for the word this morning? I'm ready to give it to you on today. But you know, as I was during the time of praise and worship, remember, this is our time with the king, right? This is our appointed time. And we were singing. He already knows what we need before we say a word. So even as I'm ministering the word today, he's going to minister your answers to you. All you have to do is recognize that he's good. Amen. And that he wants his very best for you. With that, let's open in prayer. Father, as we hear your word today, we're asking that you grant us a spirit of wisdom and revelation, insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep, and intimate knowledge of you. May the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light so we can know and understand the hope to which you've called us. We believe we will know and understand the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of your power in and for us. We believe we receive. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The prayer we just prayed is taken from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. Today, let's talk about allowing Jesus to manifest the kingdom in your life. But before we go further, let's discuss briefly an adjustment that we all need to make. And for that, let's look at two passages of Scripture. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Jesus said, Therefore, do not worry or have any anxious thought about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own thing, sufficient for the day It's its own trouble. Let's look at the same passage in the message translation. And it says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Get this. God will help you deal with whatever hard thing comes up when the time comes. Remember, you have the helper living on the inside of you. And it's his job to protect you, to advise you, to instruct you. Amen? But instead, here is how he wants us to respond. And for that, let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. And this is taken from the model prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And that's in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. But we're going to look at verse 11. And Jesus said, pray, give us this day our daily bread. Notice he didn't say pray for bread for the week, for the month, or for the year. No, he wants you to focus on today. He wants you to keep your focus on today. That what we just sang about, it just wasn't words. He's a good father, right? And he wants to provide the provisions that you need for today. Now, this doesn't mean we don't plan. But it reminds us that our focus shouldn't just be on us. See, when we make it just about us, we miss out on what he's doing and what he desires to do. Amen? Now, Luke has another, Luke says, has the same account that we just read about in Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus said, don't be concerned with what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. He said, people who don't have a, a God, they focus on these things. But I'm a good father. Amen? And here's what Luke said at the conclusion. He said, once Jesus told the people that kingdom citizens don't worry, he immediately said in Luke 12, 32, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. Remember, we're talking about allowing Jesus to manifest the kingdom in your life. And one thing that has to go is worry. 
those anxious thoughts of missing out and not having enough. So if we want to see the manifestations of the kingdom of God in our lives, then where do we start? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18. We're going to read verses 1 through 3. Verse 1 says, At that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say unto you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. This passage reminds us that we can be saved on our way to be with Jesus, but never enter or experience the kingdom of God. But tell yourself, that won't be me. Come on, say it again. Say, that won't be me. Amen. So what are some qualities of, what are some childlike qualities? Number one, a child simply believes you until you fail to follow through on your word. Number two, they don't concern themselves with the how. How is mom or dad going to pay for this? Will we be able to eat if they make this purchase? No, those thoughts don't come to their mind. Number three, they're programmed to remind you. It's in their DNA. And God expects the same for us. He said in Isaiah 43 and 26 to put me in remembrance. Let us plead and argue together. Set forth your case that you may be justified, proved right. So it's okay if you said, Lord, you said, if I honor you with my substance, you said that so shall my barns be filled with plenty and my precious shall burst out with new wine. It's okay if you said, Lord, you said you heal all my diseases. So this stuff doesn't have any business being in my body. Amen. See, it's not that God needs to be reminded, but he needs you to remind him so you don't forget. See, it gives him great pleasure to know that you know what belongs to you. Amen. Don't forget Psalms 103 verses 1 through 5. This is the, uh, the psalmist David reminding himself, and this is what we have to do. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. We know our soul comprises of our mind, our will, and our emotion. And he didn't stop there. He said, and all that is within me. Well, you know, we've said this before, but faith comes by hearing, right? So what's in you? Your blood, your bones, your tissues, your arteries, your cells, your eyes, your brain. Come on. He said, tell it what to do. So when you get up in the morning, instead of saying, oh, me, you say, oh, no. Body, line up and function in the perfection which you were created to function. Call in the finances. Come on, call in what you want, man. Hallelujah. Number four, a child, children are great receivers. The only time a child turns down ice cream or chocolate is when they're not feeling well. So when you see your brother or sister not receiving what you know that they should have, ask them what's wrong. And then encourage them, according to 1 Timothy 6 and 12, to continue fighting the good fight of faith. And not to forget the benefits that God has made available for us. Amen? He said in uh, Matthew 11 and 24, he said, Whatsoever things we desire when we pray, believe that we receive them and we shall have them. Lay hold of it. Believe that you receive them. It's up to him to manifest it. All the pressure is off of you. It's all on him. He said, God, you're going to look bad if you don't heal me. 
I'm standing on your word. God, you're going to look bad if I have to lose this home or if I can't buy a car. You're going to look bad because the people hear me talking about you all the time and how bad you are and how good you are. Amen. So in order for us to hear and experience what's available in the kingdom, we must become as little children. These are the words of Jesus. Amen. But you say, Brother Landon, now that I'm grown, how can I restore these childlike qualities? Well, let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, from the New Living Translation. We read this on last week. But Jesus said in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing, right? And hearing by the word of God. That faith to receive comes by hearing. So, listen to this. If we, Romans 10, 17 is really saying, if we are not experiencing what God said, then we haven't heard it enough. Let's read Romans 12 and 2. It says, don't copy the behavior or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Look at this statement. We must allow God's word and not the world to transform our thinking, which is key to experiencing the manifestations of the kingdom. We must return to our child way of thinking. Amen? Let's look at Luke chapter 5, verses 3 and 7. And this is Peter's first encounter with the kingdom. Verse 3 says, Then he, talking about Jesus, got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to pull out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners and to the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Here we find Jesus using Peter's boats to preach the kingdom. The preaching of the kingdom was Jesus' only message, and we find that in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17. After he was tempted of the devil, he came out and began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is at hand. And we also find that in Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. We'll read that a little bit later. But today, don't forget what we're talking about. We're talking about allowing Jesus to manifest the kingdom in our lives. Now, to Peter's defense, we just read in Luke 5, 3 through 7. This was his first encounter with what was available in the kingdom by simply obeying the word. We find in Mark 10, 28 through 30, a familiar passage, which is Peter's second encounter with the kingdom with what's available when we love Jesus and we contribute to others hearing the good news about the kingdom. Amen. But look at this statement before we read Mark 10, 28 through 30. If you're not experiencing what God said, then you haven't heard it enough. It doesn't say faith comes by what you've heard. It said faith comes by hearing. So we need to position ourselves to hear and as we spend time in that word, and as we meditate upon that word, then the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us is able to instruct us and teach us, to guide us and to direct us into the affairs of life. Amen? 
Let's read Mark 10, 28 through 30. And it says, Then Peter began to mention all that he and the other disciples had left behind. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. And Jesus replied, Let me assure you that no one has ever given up anything. Home, brother, sister, mother, father, children, or property for love of me and to tell others the good news who won't be given back a hundred times over. Homes, brother, sister, mother, children, and land with persecution. He said, all these will be his here on earth and in the world to come eternal life. Amen. Look at this. We must allow God's word and not the world to transform our thinking, which is the key to experiencing the manifestations of the kingdom. Amen. Remember, it's Jesus responding to Peter here in Mark 10, 28 through 30. He said, whatever you give up for the love of me and to ensure others hear the good news about the kingdom, you'll get it back a hundred times over in the sweet by and by. Did he say the sweet by and by? But that's what a lot of us think that he said in the sweet by and by. But I want you to put back up verse 30 of Mark chapter 10. I'm glad that Jesus separated the hundredfold return from the eternal life piece of it. He recognized that we're his vessels in the earth. Amen. And whatever he's going to get done, he needs you. So he can't afford for you to be sick. He can't afford for you to be broke. He can't afford for you to be confused. He can't afford for you to be bitter and angry at someone and be distracted from him guiding you so that you are the salt of the earth that he has called you to be. Amen? Now, why are we talking about this on today? Remember, Peter allowed Jesus to use his boat, which allowed the multitude to hear the good news of the kingdom. And he said, whatever you give up for the love of me and to tell others the good news, I'm obligated to give it back to you a hundredfold. But it's our part to expect that. Amen? Look at this statement. God wants us to experience kingdom manifestations daily. Well, you say, well, how can you say this, Brother Landon? Well, we find this in the model prayer. In Matthew 6, 19 through 13, Jesus said to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That's what he's talking about. You experiencing manifestations of the kingdom. It's his idea. Brother Landy didn't come up with the idea. It was Jesus that came up with the idea of you experiencing daily manifestations of the kingdom. Amen. It's his idea that his spirit would guide you into the affairs of life. Amen. And us not being guided and directed by our emotions and what we think and how we feel. Amen. Let's put back on the screen Luke 5 and 4. Peter allowed Jesus to preach to the multitude from his boat. But let's look at verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, this is Jesus, he said to Simon, launch out to the, into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, what is Jesus about to do here? Remember, he just finished preaching about the kingdom. Now he wants to demonstrate it, amen? Now, let's go to Luke 5 and 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Two things I want you to recognize here. One, look at this. 
What you did before that failed has no impact upon what the kingdom is able to manifest. Remember, there's no toiling in the kingdom. Two, when God gives you his word, he has nothing further to say. Did you notice Jesus didn't respond to Peter's testimony about him toiling all night? He's not going to listen to that. So you're wasting your breath when you're telling him something that's contrary to what he said. Amen? Now, Peter continues in verse 5. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. But is that what Jesus said? Put back up Luke 5, 4 again. Jesus said, let down your nets for a catch. Let's go to verse 6. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. But was that the instructions of the master? No, it wasn't. Verse 7. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Jesus knew that Peter and the other disciples hadn't caught any fish. But since Peter obeyed the words of the king and sowed his boat into Jesus, Jesus was mandated to fulfill Mark 10, 28 through 30 in his life. Amen. He was mandated to manifest a hundredfold in his life. But look at this statement. Jesus gave Peter, his partners, and the boat as much as they could handle. See, he couldn't handle the hundredfold because he only threw out one net. But Jesus said, throw out the nets. Amen. And the same way it comes with us. He's not going to waste anything on you. He's going to pour out as much as you'll receive. Amen. Peter's faith set the limits on what Jesus was able to manifest in his life. What I want you to leave, what I want to leave you with today is Jesus wants to do more. Now, the question is, will you allow him to manifest the kingdom in your current situation? Whatever it is that you're facing, amen? Remember, there's no toiling in the kingdom. In the kingdom, there are no limits. So whatever God has called you to do, no matter how it looks, just follow the Nike slogan. What does Nike used to say? Just do it. See, the, the young kids may not know that slogan. They may just know... Uh, want to be like Mike. But before being like Mike, it was just do it. Amen. So that's all he's asking us to do. Just do his word. Now, how do we allow Jesus to manifest the kingdom in our lives? Position ourselves to hear what our constitution, which is his word, has to say and just do it. Remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So take the, go back, Listen to this message again. Listen to other messages that deal with whatever it is that you're facing. Then allow the Spirit of God that's living on the inside of you to instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. Amen? Two, what, be aware, what are you saying on a consistent basis? Remember Proverbs 18.21 says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. So remember, you're going to have whatever you believe you receive. If you're constantly saying things that are contrary to God, you're going to have that. Even though you're born again, you're going to go meet with Jesus. You're just going to do it a little bit quicker. 
You're going to do it a little bit sicker. You're going to do it a little bit broker. You're going to do it a little bit more depressed. You're going to do it a little bit more angry. But you don't want to live that way, right? Elder Joe just told us that he's given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. But it comes through the knowledge of him. He said, whereby given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Come on. But he said we get it through the knowledge of him. So we have to open up his word. Amen. Let's remember the message of the kingdom. The message of the kingdom is your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, God wants to duplicate what's already in heaven, and he wants to duplicate it here in the earth. Amen? That's what he's seeing. He doesn't see all this other stuff that we're seeing. He's seeing, oh, my, I have made available unto them all the healing, all the forgiveness, all the redemption that they will ever need. I just need them to remind me. I just need them to, to say it out of their mouth. Just give me a measure of faith to deal with. He said, all we need is the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, right? He said, if we had that much, we would say. So use the faith that you have. Don't worry about trying to get more faith. Whatever word you have right now, start using that word. And, and as you get more word, do that word. Okay? Do the part of the Bible that you know. And then hunger and thirst after more. Now, as we prepare to close, let's look at Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. He said, repent and believe in the gospel. Change the way you think and begin to believe the words of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the word. Just because it's his, those letters are not read in the Bible, he is the word. So all the word is him speaking to you. Amen. He said, change the way that you're thinking. Change those things that are contrary to what I've said. And begin to say what I say. And when you believe that, Jesus said that you will receive that. Amen. His message to us today is the same. Look at these three statements. You must allow God's word to change the way you think. You must act upon God's, what God's word says. Your willingness and obedience mandates Jesus to manifest his word, the kingdom in your life. Amen? Let's recognize God provided us the word that we've heard on today. And it's for our benefit. Amen? He said this in 2 Timothy 3, starting at verse 16, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for training, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, I want to encourage you to start expecting to receive daily manifestations of the kingdom according, not to my word, but according to the words of Jesus that he taught his disciples to pray in the model prayer in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Recognize now that whatever good that you are experiencing right now, Jesus wants you to experience more. Say more. Don't you want more? You have a hunger. You may not say it, but you've got a hunger and a thirst for more. You know, that's why the thieves are stealing, because they have a hunger for more. But they're just doing it the wrong way. 
He said, if you hunger and thirst after me, I'll fill you. As you get to know me and my ways, all the, the treasures of heaven, I will reveal unto you the mysteries of the kingdom. That's what he said, amen? So with that, let's close in prayer. Father, I've given your people what you've given me to remind them that you desire for each of us, regardless of our education or social status, to experience daily manifestations of the kingdom. Father, right now we give you permission to manifest the kingdom in our homes, in our marriages, on our jobs, in our schools, and here at The Connection. This is our prayer, and we believe we receive according to your word in Mark eleven twenty four, that says, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. We thank you in advance for great manifestations. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, remember, Jesus said, don't worry, right? He said, because it gives the Father good, great joy to make available to you everything in the kingdom. Amen. But in order for us to live and experience the abundant life Jesus came to provide, we must make the decision that it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ that's living in me. Amen. So if there's anyone here today who wants to exchange your life for the abundant life, if so, I want you to raise your hand if you want to receive Jesus today as your Lord and Savior. Online, the same way. You can receive him right there in your home. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So this morning, because we could have someone out online that needs to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior this morning. I want you to make this confession with me. I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe that God has raised him from the dead. I receive Jesus now as my Lord and Savior. If you made that confession of faith, welcome to the family of God. Now, if you're in this place, come on down. Let us help you as you begin this new journey. Amen. It's not about you just coming to church or whatever. You need instructions right now. You need guidance because the enemy heard you confess Jesus as Lord this morning. Amen. For those joining us online. I want to encourage you to get connected to a Bible-believing church in your local area so that you can grow and begin to experience daily manifestations of the kingdom. Amen? So is your expectancy up on this morning? Amen? Begin to expect. Amen? Tell yourself, I'm going to stop speaking things that are contrary to the Constitution. I'm going to begin to find out what does the Word say. And it's made so easy for us today that you don't, you don't have to know a whole lot of Bible. All you have to do is go to Google, type in K, KJV for King James Version, and, write, and type what you think the Scripture said. And Google is smart enough to know what you mean. And he'll bring it up to you. And then you begin to read it in other translations and begin to meditate and begin to chew, right? See, you got to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. He needs his word in you 
so that he can begin to live in you and move in you. Amen.